Hi, welcome to Dear Nikki. My name is Nikki. And if you've been here before, welcome back. (laughs) And if you're new to the show, this show is all about sex and the fantasies that people have. Reading from my emails directly and anonymously sent to me, together we will explore the experiences of everyday people, just like yourself. You never know who I could be reading from. I could be reading from your boss's secretary. Every day after he leaves, he pays her to go in and masturbate in his chair, leaving her cum-soaked panties for him to smell later. I could be reading from that perfect couple as always sits in the first pew at church. You know the ones. They secretly run an underground sex orgy through the church. And if you have any erotic confessions, fantasies, or anything else, feel free to send them to Nikki at N-I-K-K-Y at DearNikki.com or anonymously through the website at DearNikki.com under the Confessions tab. Just remember by submitting a story, question, or fantasy, you certify the following are true. You're the sole creator of the submission. You're 18 years of age or older, legally able to write, submit erotic or pornographic material. Stories including bestiality, incest, incest fantasies, underage role play, rape sex, rape fantasies, or other non-consensual content or racial slurs will not be aired. And you're releasing all rights to your creation. I have a question, and I think we've talked about this one time before. Well, at least part of it. We know there are some sounds, words, or even objects that make us think of sex, right? But what smell? I kind of got to thinking that over the weekend, what smells bring the sexual undertone or make me think sex or uh, anything erotic. And interesting enough, it, you know, chocolate's one of them for me, and that that shouldn't be too surprising. But I found cinnamon, just the smells, and I don't know why. Maybe it's because we're still kind of in the wintry months, but there was something about, and maybe it's because that uh, I was thinking about having, you know, getting up. I well, over the weekend, I made this uh, French toast bake with blueberries, a small one, and you know. When you make it, it sets overnight. And I was thinking, God, this would be, this is going to be so sexy. And it had the smell of cinnamon baking. So you get up in the morning and you put it in the oven and you have that long time in between. So I, I guess you could say the thought of preparing that for my lover and the smells that was evoking. And then it was like this, I was playing the scene in my head, which played out very nicely, I might add. And just the invocation of all those smells and what I was leading it to made me think of sex and God dang, did I get horny. So I, I, I guess you could say that, you know, food in this manner did get me horny, but not in a traditional type of way. But let me ask you this. Like I said, there's always objects or words, you know, that make us think of sex or, you know, like we all have that 12-year-old boy in us, even if, you know, we're not, that, you know, words will make us chuckle, you know? So we all have that side. But I got to thinking, what smells? So that's my question to you today. What smells invoke 
erotic, sexual, and sometimes naughty thoughts. I'd have to say leather's up there too for me, but I like the smell of leather anyway. What about you guys? You know what time it is. It's time to sit back, relax, let's have a whiskey, with some filthy cherries, of course, and explore some erotic fantasies from people just like you and me. Dear Nikki, my fantasy is to join another couple while they cut cold and humiliate me while layering lingerie, making me suck him off, get him hard, and then eating his cum out of her. David. Well, hello, David. That's very sexy. Uh, there's just something about, well, the the man eating the cum at or someone eating cum at of a pussy that I find highly erotic. I have never had another person. Well, it's been a while since, like eons ago, but not recently. Not in any time length of any time soon recently have I had another man eat my lover's cum out of me. The humiliate part I couldn't do. I, I just, we all know that's just not in me saying those things and derogatory and humiliating someone. It's not in my cup of tea, but I understand it for there's just something uniquely, it hurts, but it's still. As we know, both pain and lust are very much on the same wavelength, kind of like um, love and sadness or love and anger. You know, lust and angry and anger are on the same spectrum, the same type of hormones that, you know, uh, go throughout your body. They, and of course, you remember, I'm not a doctor, so, but I have read some things. <laughs> we don't have the letters after our name here, but the energy you feel when you're angry, or you're going through those motions like that can give us feelings of wanting and desire and, well, lust. Not a lot of us are into humiliation, but there are things that are on the same spectrum as humiliating, like calling me a good girl. He knows what that does to me. Same thing you know, whatever they would call him, you know, cock or piece of shit. Those words very much give those people the same lustful and unique desires that other keywords, phrases, smells, textures do for other people. What is your kink that makes you horny, that makes us want, that makes us desire? That's what I'm really interested in. You know that. Dear Nikki, thank you so much for reading my first story on November 30th. It was truly a pleasure to listen to. Here's part two as promised. My girlfriend Dee had now fully embraced her role as a submissive and, of course, an anal queen. She had an evening class and I wouldn't see her before she left. So I texted her, wear a skirt to your class tonight. Yes, sir, she replied. It was January in the Midwest, so I knew it would cause some heads to turn. I planned to fuck her as soon as she got home, so I prepared a few things and waited for her arrival. When she walked through the door, my jaw dropped. She was wearing high heels, thigh-high stockings, 
a short skirt that barely covered her big ass, a low-cut shirt that showed off her cleavage of her large breasts nicely, and her glasses. Her long, dark hair was in pigtails, and she had a big smile on her face. Everything about her was completely inappropriate for school or winter, and I loved it. She giggled and said, A lot of people ask me why I dress this way. I just smiled at them. And you're not wearing anything under that skirt? I asked. Of course not, she replied, as she lifted up the front to show off her bald pussy. It was go time. I grabbed her and kissed her. Our tongues danced as we reached down and began rubbing her clit. She moaned softly, and I quickly slid a finger inside of her. Then, too, she was soaked. I knew that I could have taken her right there, but I had other plans. I led her to the kitchen and had her place her hands on the counter with her ass sticking out. Then I showed her what was coming next. Our pink anal beads. They're about ten inches long, made of soft silicone. Oh, I love those, she said, as I began covering them with lube. I lifted up her skirt and began to lube up her ass with my finger. She moaned in approval as I prepared her well-trained ass. I then pressed the beads against her hole and started to push. She took one after another quite easily until she had accepted them all. That feels so good, baby, she said with a gasp. Please fuck me. I was happy to obliged, and I pulled out my rock hard cock from my pants, pressed it against the opening with a dripping wet pussy, and allowed her to push back on me. I slid right in, grabbed her fat ass and began pounding her hard, knowing that she didn't need a warm-up. Fuck, that feels good, baby, she moaned, as I continued to ram my cock into her. The combination of extreme wetness and tightness from the beads in her ass was overwhelming, and I soon needed to pull out of her. Get on your knees, I ordered, and she did as she was told. My cock was covered in her juices and her thick white cream which she immediately started licking and sucking me off. God, I love the taste of pussy, she said, before ramming my cock in her throat. I wanted to come so badly right then, but she had one more hole that my cock needed. I brought her back to her feet, kissed her again, and led her to the bedroom. She instinctively climbed onto the bed on all fours, presenting her big, beautiful ass to me, with only a ring from the bead sticking out of it. You can do whatever you want with me. You own my body, she said eagerly. I stood behind her, gripped the ring of the beads, and slowly started pulling them out of her, one by one. She moaned as each of them left her, and once they were out, I tossed them aside. It's time, my queen, I said as I began covering my cock with lube. Oh, I'm ready, sir. And then I pressed my cock against her willing asshole until I pushed past her tight spot, slowly working my way in. I stopped after every inch or so to allow her to adjust to me and take those deep breaths. Before long, I was all the way inside her. Oh, fuck, you're so big, she said. I knew she needed time to relax. So I stayed right there where I was until she said, Okay, you can start fucking my ass now. I began sliding in and out of her slowly, allowing her to get used to me. Mmm, that feels so good, baby, she said as I picked up the pace. I had my hands on her ass, watching my cock slide in and out of her stretched hole, all while she was wearing the sexiest 
naughty schoolgirl outfit I had ever seen. This was on a whole new level. She continued to moan and then said, If you want to move me, my ass will let you back in. Lay on your back, I responded. She flipped over and pulled her knees up to her chest. I re-entered her ass easily and continued to fuck it. She was all smiles and giggles and moans. This was so unbelievably hot. And I felt myself getting close to coming, wanting this moment to be the last. I pulled out of her. I looked down. I couldn't believe what I saw. Her ass was gaped bigger than I had ever seen, as if my cock had ever never left it. Oh my God, you're gaping, I said. I can tighten it back up for you if you want, she replied. No, leave it, I said, as I grabbed our eight-inch dildo from the drawer. Her face lit up. She knew what was coming. I slid the entire length of the dildo up her pussy as I then re-entered her ass with my cock. Oh, fuck, she cried as her eyes rolled back into her head. I pumped both of those holes as deep and hard as I could now, knowing that neither of us would last this long. She was mostly talking gibberish for the next few minutes, but eventually managed the words. I want to wear your cum. I pulled out of both of her holes. She immediately dropped to her knees. She was looking up at me and smiling after a few strokes. I was shooting a huge, thick load of cum all over her face and onto her glasses. She then took them off, licked the cum from them, and swallowed it. Was I a good girl for you? She said with a seductive look. Yes, you were, my naughty anal queen. Mr. C. Hello, Mr. C. How have you been? Okay, so let me get the funny part out of the part way, okay? So she had no panties on. I know how wet I get. And those seats, especially if your your car is outside, oh my gosh. And because I was thinking if she's waxed, that's even, I don't know, waxing... I don't know, it's colder. You feel more if you wax and shave, I think, and it's not as itchy. So I'm thinking, oh, great, it's the middle of winter. She has no panties on and she's completely wet. And not that I thought she got frozen to her seat or anything, but it's just like, oh my God, at least, you know, at least in, you know, normal days, you have something in between to, ooh, I bet you that was a chilly ride. Because <laughs> I know it would be for me because I'm extremely, I get extremely, extremely wet. So, ladies and gentlemen, isn't that sexy? I love the fact that you had her dress. I, I do like that. Um, I think th- there's women out there that would see that as controlling. And, and don't get me wrong, in, in certain relationship dynamics, it very well, very, very, very could be a controlling factor. Now, in this, it's totally consensual, which it's not controlling. It can get dangerously close, but it seems like you're balancing that line quite well. And I'm very, very happy with that. Now, what you did after, because we knew she was a naughty girl wearing that skirt to school, you know, after. Oh my gosh. It's been a while since I've done anything like that. Um, I'm going to have to put it on my, it's it's interesting. Some of these stories that come through or confessions that come through, I'm like, hmm, maybe that needs to move up my list a bit. <laughs> oh my gosh. The thing is, I started wondering, and 
as I was reading this and going through the anal and, and the anal beads and everything else, I started thinking about the schoolgirl outfit and how short it was. And I love that idea, but it got me to thinking about this gentleman that would call me and I've talked about him before. He's the one that has sugar babies. Well, there was this one that was a stripper. And he was telling me that, you know, she had the sexy schoolgirl outfit for work and everything else like that. And then he he told her, he said, you know, what would be hotter is if you went to an actual schoolgirl. And I think I've told this story where they actually go to a uniform store where it's, they sell school uniforms. Um, from what I understand, she was very short and petite, so it'd be very easily to... But yeah, he took her in there and bought a couple of uniforms. And so she had the traditional schoolgirl outfit. What do you think about that? Kind of like the whole librarian look. You've got the little trashy librarian sexy look, and then you got the, you know, uh, normal librarian look. What would you rather have? I think there's places for both. But I do got to say, I agree with him that the original is completely sexy. What about you? Dear Nikki, so this one happened one winter when I was in college, just a couple days before the start of Christmas break. I was in class with my phone started blowing up text from Morgan, my roommate. She told me the power had gone out in several dorms, including ours. This meant the heat was out too. It was frigidly cold in the winter here, so I knew we were going to be in for a rough time if the heat wasn't fixed soon. I told Morgan to keep me updated, but when I was done with class, the only news was bad news. So I made my way across campus, bracing myself for a cold night. As soon as I entered our room, Morgan yelled, come here and warm me up. She was sitting on my bed. Our beds are bunked and mine is the lower one. Poor Morgan, originally from the Southwest, does not handle the cold well. She was bundled up under the thickest hoodie with both my comforter and hers piled onto her. I couldn't help but chuckle, even though it was noticeably cooler in our room and dropping quickly. I want to shower first before it gets even colder, I told her. Well, hurry, and then get in here. I'm dying. She did look like she was in her own personal hell, so I rushed to join her. I grabbed my warmest clothes to change into and went to our bathroom and to a shower. After I realized I'd gotten the wrong pair of sweatpants, I had an even warmer fleece-lined pair I meant to grab. I left the bathroom with my upper half looking like an Eskimo in a thermal top and hoodie, but my bottom half with only my undies. I started going through my drawers for my pants and Morgan Street. No, don't put on pants. Skin radiates more heat. I sort of paused and gulped. I'm very attracted to Morgan. We'd seen each other casually nude in our underwear many times while showering or changing, and even cuddled together while watching movies in the dorm and things like that. But we'd never cuddled together while in our panties, and I wasn't sure I was able to keep calm in that situation. Are you sure? These are so fluffy and warm. I held up my sweatpants. But Morgan wiggled under the blankets, and a second later, she revealed her own pants. She just tugged them off and threw them onto the floor. No, skin. Now, please. I could tell she was actually desperate. So after a second mental preparation, I put away my pants and went to join her. She pulled back the covers, giving me a brief 
glimpse of her bare, tan legs before I cozied up beside her. As soon as I was under the blanket, Morgan began entangling our legs. She wedged our thighs together and put her feet against mine. Since she'd been sequestered under her blankets for hours already, her legs were burning like fire. Oh, yeah, she muttered through chattering teeth while nuzzling into my arm. My heart was racing at being so physically close to her, but I also felt really bad for the poor girl. So I wrapped my arms around her and warmed her up a bit. We just sat, not saying much, just letting our body heat intermingle. It was actually very hot, literally, and soon I could feel my upper body sweating a bit beneath my layers. Eventually, Morgan started shifting around a bit. I'm not sure if she was uncomfortable or restless or still cold, but her legs and thighs were grazing against mine, creating friction as we shifted around. The sensation refocused my attention on the intimacy of the moment and the faint, warm wetness starting to creep into my pussy. The urge to touch myself and release the tension was building like a steam inside me. I could feel my fingers twitching, because I was resisting the urge to reach between my legs, and there was a pressure building in my chest and groin that was quickly becoming unbearable. And then Morgan exclaimed, God, it's still so friggin' cold, with no warning, stuck her hands between my thighs. It's a good thing she was leaning on my shoulder because my face instantly went red. She wasn't quite touching my pussy, but she was close and the feeling of her cold hands against my burning, slightly slutty thighs was like nectar. I couldn't even think of anything to say. I squeezed my thighs together around her hands. She thought I was warming her up, but I was trying to find some relief for the horniness that was threatening to get me out of control. Hmm, thank God for your thick thighs, she said with a light laugh. But I still couldn't answer. And then Morgan started moving her hands further in. I resisted at first, not wanting to get caught, but Morgan pressed harder. Come on, open up, I'm cold. She had it meant like that, but her bossy command made my heart jump, and almost against my will, I let my thighs drift apart. Her hands glided up and came to rest against my front of my panties, currently the warmest part of my body, and now, unmistakably wet. Morgan didn't say anything right away. She continued to lay still for a minute, but then she started moving again. Morgan was to my right, and over the course of our cuddling, she sort of shifted onto her left side and wrapped herself around my right leg. She scooted closer to me so that my thigh was wedged tightly between hers. She was getting a little sweaty now, too, but despite the friction, she kept scooting until at last I could feel a spot of extra strong heat against my legs. Morgan's pussy was as hot as mine, and there was no doubt that she was subtly grinding against my leg. The sensation, plus the knowledge that she was horny enough to want to hump my leg, broke the dam. A new wave of arousal rolled through me. I could feel my panties getting even more saturated. Morgan didn't move her hands away, though. On the contrary, She pressed them into me even more. I made one last valiant effort to resist. But then, I felt something faintly wet on my leg. Morgan was wet too, and it wasn't stopping her from rubbing against me. So I gave up 
and started to move my hips in the same subtle gyration that she was doing. The pressure of my pussy against her hand was immediately relief, and a little whimper caught in my throat, emerging as a sharp breath. Morgan signaled that she understood by pressing her crotch into me harder, leaving no doubt that she herself was getting off, and then nuzzling into my arm even further. We spent several moments in this silent grind dance, using each other to alleviate the pressure in our aching pussies, but we were both holding back still, and our positions weren't ideal. I was just wondering what I should say or do when Morgan finally found her voice again and whispered in a breathy, heeny voice. Touch me. Are you? I started to ask. Touch me, she said more insistently. She half rolled away from me. Her leg was still draped over my right, but her other leg stretched out beneath the blankets. I let my hand crawl over her thigh to her panties. I started sliding down over them, but she grabbed my wrist to stop me. Under them, please. I could hear the desperation in her voice. It mirrored my own. So I obeyed. I slipped my fingers under the waistband of her panties and crept down. I could feel the heat radiating off her immediately. I copped her pussy. She was soaked. I knew from my occasional glances that Morgan waxes herself. And she was, to quote a male friend of mine, as wet and slick as a baby seal. Her lips were swelling and spread on their own, her juices flowing freely. I let my fingers glide between her lips and around her clit. Her breasts were ragged and quick. Her hand, which had been resting on my thigh, jumped to life and pulled urgently at my own panties. I pulled the waistband out so she could enter. Her fingers went straight down to my hole, which was pulsing lightly. She began to tease it, pressed her fingers against it, nearly slipping in out of me, but always pulling back at the last second. I leaned my head back against the wall and closed my eyes. Morgan did the same. My breathing was like hers now, stuttered and full of desire and relief. I decided to mimic her movements. I found her hole and began pressing it as well, using the same pressure and motions. My plan worked quickly. Morgan caught on, and realizing that she gave it to me and I'd give it to her. She slid two fingers inside me. I couldn't help it. I moaned out loud. My hips bucked against her hand. I slipped my fingers into her. She didn't make a sound. But when I glanced over at her, she was as tense as a guitar string. Her face screwed up in delight. She began fingering me, using fast and steady pace while her palm pressed into down on my clit. I did the same, and we were both in heaven. Our legs and hips were squirming, rubbing against each other as we got each other off. We were both soaked and leaking onto the sheets, but neither of us cared. We fingered each other for a couple more minutes until Morgan pulled out of me and moved me up to my clit. Her fingers were gliding in circles around me, and it was like a thousand bolts of lightning at once. I was so tense that it almost painful. I copied her, and we both seized up, focusing on every ounce of her energy on pleasure we were both feeling. Her free hand clamped onto my thigh, and I put my hand on top of hers. We were rubbing each other rapidly, racing to the finish. Morgan got there first. Her nails dug into my thigh. I could feel her toes curling while she screamed out in delight, seeing and feeling her orgasm 
was enough for me. I felt the tidal wave of release pushing through me, and my muscles locked up as I gripped Morgan's hand and came all over myself. For about 30 seconds, we kept rubbing each other's clits, helping each other ride the wave of orgasm. When we both came, the tension disappeared, and we sunk into one another. My heart was pounding like a war drum. I wrapped my arms around Morgan, and I could feel hers doing the same. We were both trying to catch our breath. Our legs and sticky thighs were woven together. We weren't even slightly cold. The heat and the weight of each other's body and the afterglow of the orgasm helped us drift off. When I woke up about 45 minutes later, it was fully dark outside. I started extricating myself from the messy nest. Our sweet, sleek skin peeled apart. When I finally got out of the blankets, I could see the massive wet spot we left on the sheets. Morgan was groggy and punch drunk. She eyed me sleepily and stood up to give me a hug. We swayed on the spot for a minute, and I drunk in the smell of her hair and skin. We broke apart, and Morgan proposed we swap out her sheets with mine and put a movie in to distract us from the cold that would keep creeping back in before too long. I agreed. We changed to fresh underwear, and this time we got into our cozy pants and cuddled under the blankets once more. We slept together that night for warmth, but also I couldn't bear to let go Morgan after what had happened. Hannah. Well, hello, Hannah. I like this. It's it's very, don't get me wrong, there's places for the frenzy female lesbian sex, right? I find this hotter. I find the slow seduction, the slow release, the, the, the tension building up of should I, could I, yes, this feels good, even to understanding because my own orgasm this morning was hard to reach the second time. And I finally, I didn't, I knew I was at the point of having a ruined one. So I, I walked away to have, you know, to cool off and, you know, I'll go back and top off later. Don't worry. But I I knew that moment because I was there this morning, that, that tense right there where you're, your toes are pointed and you're reaching for it. You're absolutely reaching and you finally find it. Keeping warm skin against skin. There's always the danger of this happening. There's always the danger of, let's go a little further. How many people can say they've been pressed naked and nothing happens? I mean, you know, when I started reading this and I saw it going where it was, I, I said, yep, this is every man's dream or even some women's dream right here. When I have allowed this to happen in college, I possibly would have explored, well, who am I saying? I definitely would have explored it this way. Rough lesbian sex? No. This? I would have done this anytime, any day, and possibly maybe even still again with the right person. But I have someone that does the job quite well on his own. Properly, I may add. I think this is a perfect place to stop for the day. I want to thank you again for joining me. Don't forget Crazy Winter Nights coming up. Um, Some other announcements coming up or not Crazy Winter Nights, Crazy Summer Nights. I winter was 
a couple, about a month ago almost. But again, if you went and you had fun, I'm sorry I wasn't there. I really wanted to be there and it just did not work out for me today, this, this year. And it had great weather. Of course, the year has great weather. I wasn't going to be able to be there. Now, next year when I go, it's going to have a blizzard and I get stuck there. Watch it. That just, that's the way it's going to be. That's the laws of, you know, the life right there, right? <laughs> But again, don't forget to come to my second home this summer. I'll be there. I'll post dates um, when I'm going to be there. But I'm definitely going to be there for Crazy Summer Nights, which is twice, one in June and one in August. So look out for that. And in closing, hello, lover. You know, I may not live in the very north in the Midwest, but it still really, really gets cold here. How about you come come under the covers? Well, you know, come. I promise to make you. Several times, that is. What do you think? I really want to know. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, have a fucking fabulous week. <laughs>